You're listening to the premier podcast for men who want to not only be better with women, but want to be better men in general. This is the Come On Man podcast. And here's your host, Paul Bauer. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another week of Come On Man. If you haven't done so already, please like, fave, subscribe, hit those notifications. If you're listening on an audio platform, give us a five-star review. Also take some time to actually write out what you like about the show. Those types of things helps us in the algorithm. Also, you know, if you're on YouTube, leave us a comment and click that like button. Well, I already said like, fave, subscribe, but leave a comment too, because commenting also helps us out in the algorithm as well. It gets us in front of more men. Um, all right, this week I have a fun episode. It's the Luke and Paul show again. My friend Luke from Bristol came back on, and this time it's to discuss a book that he recommended for me. It's called The Last Law of Attraction Book You'll Ever Need to Read by Andrew Cap, I believe. And uh, is it the last one I ever need to read? Maybe. It was good. I really liked it. In fact, a majority of the book is about various techniques to help you uh, get what you want from the universe. Um, You guys all know I'm a big law of attraction guy, so I like talking about it quite a bit. Luke's a really big law of attraction guy too. Sometimes he struggles with it, and that's why he really loves this book is because a lot of the techniques in there are really uh, working out for him very well. So we are going to have that conversation right after this. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I often get inundated in my DMs on TikTok and Instagram with guys asking me for online dating tips. How should I respond to this message? How should I set up my profile? How do I start a conversation? Look guys, I'm a podcast host, not a dating coach. That's why I've partnered with one of the best dating coaches in the industry. You may know him as Performance Potential on TikTok, but I know him as Evan. And Evan has come up with one of the best dating app coaching programs in the industry that he's calling the Dating Dynamic. If you click the link in the description and use my promo code COMEONMAN30 at checkout, you will get 30% off the cost of his program because you're one of my listeners. You often hear that 80% of women are only going for the top 20% of men on dating apps. Well, this course is guaranteed to show you how you can be in that top 20%. So quit complaining and do something about it. Click the link in the description to sign up for the Dating Dynamic program today and get 30% off when you use my promo code COMEONMAN30. Again, click the link in the description and get 30% off when you use my promo code COMEONMAN30. Be in the top 20%. All right, joining me once again is my brother from Bristol, Luke. That's right, everybody. It's the Luke and Paul Show. What's going on, brother? Hey, man. I am good. Better than I've been in a long time, having uh, I've just beaten the Rona. That's right. I was going to ask you, how's, how's COVID treating you? But you, uh, you said you kicked its ass today. I kicked its ass. No ivermectin. 
no drugs, no jab, just right. The old school way, vitamin C, some zinc, maybe some chicken noodle soup or something. Yep. That's (laughs) it. That's it. You know, the governments want to terrify us, you know, but I've, I've done this before. I've, I've overcome measles, German measles, mumps, whooping cough, bronchitis, you name it. Yeah. You know, big pharma doesn't make a lot of money uh, when you're curing things with chicken soup, you know? (laughs) (laughs) All right. No, they can't. It's all about money. Anyway. uh, So Luke, (laughs) Luke recommended a book to me by a guy named Andrew Cap called The Last Law of Attraction Book You'll Ever Need to Read. And I really liked it, but Luke, do you think it is truly the last law of attraction book you'll ever need to read? Yes, um, because the the reason why I think it is, is because most law of attraction books, they say this, they give the same prescriptions. Okay. Um, what they don't do is most of them don't explain why and how the ego blocks your success. And they don't explain why most people get tempted to give up. Yeah, I, I agree with that. In fact, I have a note on it here. He, this is something that did, I, I did stand out for me in his book. He talks about the concept of three minds, subconscious, mm-hmm conscious and ego. Whereas every other law of attraction book I ever, I've I've ever read or, you know, any Bob Proctor seminar I've watched, they talk about the conscious mind, the subconscious mind and how, you know, you, you need your subconscious is what filters things out, but it really, it's not, it's, it's the ego trying to keep the status quo is what tries to filter that stuff out. And so one of the reasons why I don't think that people should be buying all of the books is because that's another method that the ego uses to convince you not to take action. Like, oh, but we just need a bit more information first. And, oh, we need to make sure we're doing it properly. And, oh, what if it doesn't work? And what if it works too well? What if this? What if that? All of this stuff where people are like, eh, I'm just not quite sure. That's the ego. That What that is is that it's your very own ego trying to keep you in the same spot because the ego literally sees change as death. Mm. That's why sometimes accepting something that's good for you, doing something that's good, you know, going to the party that you always wanted to go to or joining the running club that you've always wanted to is fucking scary. Why is it scary? It's scary because the, in, in the, the ego just wants everything to stay the same because you're alive right now. And in order to stay alive, you need to keep everything the same. That means if you have a knee injury, we need to keep that knee injury. Oh, no, don't fix it. No, we don't, we don't know what that's like. That's foreign ground. If I'm a negative son of a bitch who's always unhappy and miserable, I need to stay unhappy and miserable because that's keeping me alive. Mm-hmm. That's the ego. The ego sees every change as, as death. You know, uh, that, I, it just popped into my head here. When we first met, um, you know, we met through, uh, you know, the 3% man group and, yeah. and the, the, one of the goals in that group is to read the book 10 to 15 times. And I remember like when we first met, you hadn't even finished reading the book yet and you just wouldn't finish it because you felt like you had to keep stopping and taking notes and, and really just getting into it. And I, and I was like, dude, don't do that. Just go through it once. I go, you don't need to take notes. Just listen to it over and over again. And <laughs> And I think that that was holding you back. But when you finally did it, you're like, holy shit, 
you know, and it, it was game changer. I think that was probably a good example of the ego holding you back going, no, 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 no. we have to take notes. We have to be intricate with this. Oh yeah. And you have to know all that before I try and put it into play because going out there and doing it requires risk. That requires the unknown. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, and another thing too, the author says people either read this book or uh, let's see, people either read this book because other books haven't worked or you just like the positive message. Which one are you? And, uh, and, I, and I was like, well, I mean, honestly, like all the other books have worked for me. Like, I feel like the law of attraction works really well. And like, I, I'm a firm believer in it. I've seen so much happen in my life that I can't dispute it. And, uh, so I really, I just like these books, you know, like I like learning more about it and learning different, different ways to do it. But like it, all, all this stuff works. Um, which, which one are you Luke? I do like it too. I do like the positivity and I do want to read other books, but I do, I am a strong believer in having one method and sticking to that particular method and not getting too many different methods. You know, you might take a theory or an understanding or one practice from another book, but you know, those geeks who, who there's a few of them on the page, you've like read the book 20 times and it's like, yeah, but you know, you've read all the theory and, but you're still in granny's basement and you're still a virgin and you're 35. Yeah. 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 That the, uh, the, the, the rule zero guys call those guys LARPers live action role players, right? Like they read all the theory, but they don't do anything. They don't actually go out and do the things. No, no. Yeah. (laughs) That's another another ego defense mechanism, you know? Oh, but I need more. I need more information. I need more facts, you know? Yeah. Um, It's good. If if you enjoy the law of attraction, I think that's good. But I, I do think having a particular system is good. And I do think that this book actually has enough techniques so it covers, it kind of covers them all. There isn't that much in there. Like, have they missed anything that's not in any of the other books? Cause I don't think they have. I will say that um, this book is really good. And we're, we're going to get into it a little bit. It's really good because he gives you so many different techniques that you can use that will like, you might, uh, you might like one more than the other, you know, but he gives you so many that you have to choose from that. You have no excuses not to, to do the techniques, but this book is largely a book of techniques. It Mm. does. I mean, he explains a little bit about some of this stuff, but I feel like books like uh, the master key system, for instance, really go into depth on how this works and why it works, (laughs) you know, like the spirituality behind it and the science behind it, you know? Um, so I would say that's where this, this book, if you're a person that wants to know why it works, the master key system is a better book than this one. If you know what I mean. So. Uh, to understand why. Yeah. Okay. I mean, but, it's- but one thing that he does point out is that, when you, he says a lot of people keep reading these books because it's not working for them. But the reason why it's not working for you is because you keep reading these books and you're basically telling the universe that this doesn't work. You need more books. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's, and that's one of the reasons why 
Now, this is this is a bit of a it's not the most popular thing to say. And that is that I don't tell people to read Dating Essentials for Men too soon after Three Percent Man, because the theories in that are incredible. Mm-hmm. The, the the understanding of, of the ego and the understanding, because he talks about that, too, about yeah. the ego trying to stop you and his understanding of what you know, of the principles of how attraction works is amazing. And, you know, keep your house clean, keep your car clean. But his system of how to actually go and date and how to speak to people is actually very, his his actual formula for the dates itself mm-hmm. is actually very different to Corey's. Yeah. Now his, 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 his chapter on flirting and banter is incredible, but the actual, the strategy that he says about taking everything slow and about not going for the kiss on date one, that would be too much for someone who's just read 3% man. Yeah. Whereas atomic attraction goes hand in hand. Right, There's right, right. Yeah. There that, that, that clashes with what Corey says. Yeah. You, yeah, you would, uh, if you read them back to back, you'd be like, well, who do I follow? Who do like, who's, who's right here. And, uh, you know, really, I think it's, it sort of comes down to, what you believe in that, you know, like what, what is it that you're going for? Cause I think what, what Glover's going for is more of like the long-term like marriage type thing and taking things really slow that way. I, I think I, even then, I think that that's not a, a bold enough strategy. You know, I feel like you, you need to, you need to get in there. You need to make, you need to do bold moves and kissing's a bold move. And, which, which is also kind of contradictory to what Glover says, because Glover talks about making bold moves. So I don't know. I guess that's, just, thing. Yeah. that's the thing. They're both great books, but I wouldn't put them back to back. I wouldn't have them yeah. side by side. What I, what I would recommend is you really master one system, get your technique down, and then take little bits from other stuff. But yeah. you want to have one system. I mean, that when are you free to get together? I've, I must have used that about 40 times now with, you know, huge success. That, you know, yeah. on the phone. And, and that, that works better than Glover's, which is you give them two yeah. days. You know, what if both <laughs> days are, are booked? Which yeah. happens, you know? You're like, yeah. oh, are you free uh, Wednesday or Thursday? Yeah. Or no. You know, like, no, those aren't good for me. Well, yeah. then what the fuck do you do? You know, like... <laughs> giving them the opportunity to show to, to show their interest by how much they give you, by how much they offer you, yeah. because that allows them to be like, Oh, well actually I'm not free. And it's like, ah, okay, cool. Low interest. Got you. You know? Right. I see. Um, okay. So going back to uh, the law of attraction book though, one, one thing that he, he, he makes this uh, comparison of working out versus magic ice cream. Yeah. And he says like, we want to work out because we know it's good for us, but most people don't because it takes effort and it's not fun. But what if you could eat ice cream and just a bite of day would give you the same benefits. You would do it because it would be enjoyable and you would look forward to it. Yeah. The ice cream method is beautiful. Yeah. So, I mean, and the idea here is uh, he's giving you, techniques in this book that are enjoyable to do like some of them are actually real kind of fun to do we'll get into them in a little bit but uh, a lot of people don't want to put this kind of effort into attracting what they want in life because like it feels like a chore to some people yeah yeah and so the ice cream method is again it's it's another thing that stops the ego from stopping you 
because uh, the ego is like, oh, but it's work, it's effort, and we want to conserve energy. The ice cream method is that it's fun. It's a fun thing, and you're actually, you know, a lot of the time, you know, your mind will try and stop you, your ego will, but a lot of the time, you know, when you get into it, it is so much fun, and I just want to keep going, and I want to keep rolling and doing more and more and more, but then, you know, and then times, and I'm like, ah, I have to stop now. Oh, you just got an alert there. Uh <laughs> Oh, so uh, the truth about the law of attraction that no one talks about. Um, he says, he gives an example of imagining being on the beach with a loved one and how when you imagine that energy, uh, when you imagine that, that energy shoots out from your mind and instantly touches the furthest reaches of the universe, much like a phone call does with someone on another con- uh, continent. Um. I'm trying to think like, I, I feel like, I feel like the secret does talk about that a little bit. It does. It does. Um, the bit that I think that the other ones forgot to mention is how your ego is going to try and fuck you up in so many different ways and talk you out of it. Yeah. Even to the point where when you're having success, it finds a way to stop you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There, there's some, there's some things uh, that he talks about. So if you, if you read the book, um, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Have you read that? No, yet, no. Oh, okay. It's a good one. But uh, this is the lost law of attraction book you'll ever need to read, so you don't need to read it. Now, <laughs> one of the things that Napoleon Hill talks about in his book, and um, after reading this book, I realized I don't like what Napoleon Hill had to say. So Napoleon Hill says when you're setting these goals, right, these these goals that you're going to focus on and stuff like that, you need to set a a date to it, right? I'm going to have a million dollars by this day, right? And what Andrew Capps basically says in this book is you don't want to do that because you're basically setting yourself up for failure. You're basically giving ego uh, some power there to say, well, if this doesn't happen, this doesn't work, you know? Yeah. So he yeah. says you need you sort of want to leave that open and and be open to not just what you want happening but something better happening. So you don't want to put like a limit on it, like a time limit. Yeah, because often you know the thing um, or the person or the job or whatever it is that you thought you wanted, often that one that rejects you wasn't meant to be anyway. And something better comes along and you're way more compatible with all the people in the job or you're way more, you know, like the, the opportunity you get is way better, but you didn't know about it. Yeah. Well, I got, I have a great example of that. I have a great example of that. So on my goal board at the beginning of 2021, I said, I want to interview Dr. Robert Glover and Corey Wayne. Right. And I put by, by December of 2021, that was going to happen. Well, I did interview Dr. Glover, but I couldn't get in contact with Corey Wayne, but an epiphany hit me to, to reach out to Rolo Tomasi on Twitter. So I tweeted Rolo and said, Hey Rolo, how do I get you out of my podcast? Within like minutes, Rolo replied back saying, I'm following you. DM me. It was like, Ooh. what? Like in that, all that happened by December. But it wasn't Corey. It was Rolo. Yeah. Rolo's a much bigger name. Right. Well, I, I mean, I feel like the stuff that uh, I, th- I feel like this opened a bigger door for me, though. Right. Because 
getting uh, getting to interview Rolo has put me in contact with Rich Cooper has put me in contact with Ryan Stone and um, I interviewed Aaron Clary, right? Like uh, the, 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 all the rule zero guys. Um, and that it was like uh, the, it's funny too, because all the rule zero guys, if they watch this, they're going to be like uh, this woo woo bullshit, but, <laughs> but Hey, I, I truly believe in it guys. So, wow. Wow. Well, you know, they're with you now, aren't they? Well, <laughs> well, yeah. So, I mean, they, they seem like genuinely good guys. And it, and I feel like uh, the universe said, Hey, let me open this door for you instead. Yeah. And it, it just was a better door. You know, Rolo was one of the guys who started all of this chain reaction. He was, you know, he really is the godfather of the manosphere. Mm-hmm. Everybody, including Corey got most of their, got a lot of their inspiration from the rational male. I, I don't know any good effective men's coach who doesn't start by saying, okay, first thing, read the rational mail. You know, he must have sold millions, if not billions of copies of that book. Like every town, every village has got a man somewhere who has read that book. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's no, there's no man, no awakened man in the Western, in the whole world. Like there is no awakened man who doesn't know Rolo. Yeah. I, uh, in my run club, uh, my, uh, I call him, you know, the Mr. Miyagi of running. He's yeah. sort of like my, my running coach when I was doing the marathon training, his name's Steve. Great guy. Uh, I, we were chatting one day and he, he mentioned, uh, or I think I mentioned, uh, Rolo Tomasi or something. And, and he goes, Oh, you've read the rational mail. Like he's read it. <laughs> this random guy in Cedar edge, Colorado has read the rational mail. So oh, everybody knows this. Everybody, yeah. anybody knows this stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, I think that that was an example of, uh, of the universe opening a different door, but that was a better door. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, so, so going back to the reaching the furthest reaches of the universe, like sending that energy out, Bob Proctor does talk about that. He says, he talks about how, when you're thinking, you know, you can measure the brain waves and those brain waves work just like your, just like your cell phone does. It sends a signal out and things that are on that same frequency will pick it up. Do you remember when I said, I'm going to find, you know, five foot eight redheads. Yes. You know, blah, 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 certain description. And then do you remember when Big- I was putting it- personalities yeah personalities do you remember yeah. and then i was doing a video on the three percent man page and then i was like oh yeah and i've been talking to all these girls who fit my description and one of them walked past the car and said stopped and started talking to me while i was on camera do you yeah, remember yeah. That? i do remember yeah, yeah yeah i was like and right now where i'm at now i'm at, this is at my parents place this is a tiny village with a population of about 200 people and i saw about three of them in one day <laughs> that's amazing that's awesome. do you know what i mean yeah, like that's not physically possible, but they were everywhere that day because I was really sending out the frequency. Yeah, yeah, you're and you're really uh, like tuned into that. Um, and a thing that he talks about too is it is you're you're not conscious of the fact that you're putting out these vibrations because it's like a dog whistle. Uh, you can't hear it, but it, it but it operates on a frequency of vibration that your senses just can't detect. That's why you don't you don't notice that it's happening. 
Yeah. And so what it is, is, is listen up carefully, everybody. This is so big. I wish I knew this before is, you know, the conscious mind is very weak, very easily swayed. And the ego is the barrier between the conscious and the unconscious. And the ego is always bullying the conscious mind and trying to fuck with it. What we're doing is bypassing the conscious mind and bypassing the ego. We're putting it right into the straight into the unconscious mind, which is bigger and stronger than everything. That one is the daddy, the unconscious mind. And so if there's any beliefs in the unconscious mind that don't resonate with what you want, you won't get it. You only get it when you truly feel it. When you truly vibrate with something and you truly believe something is real or possible, that's when there's no limiting beliefs. And there's no entanglement between these three minds. There's no doubt in your mind. Like, for example, I don't believe that I can raise my income by 100K, but I do believe I can easily raise it by 5K. 100%. There's no belief anywhere within there to tell me that I can't do that because it's very like five more clients plus raising my rates by one pound. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, that's very achievable. I believe that. Now me going out and getting a 10 is very achievable. I believe there's every reason to believe why I can do that because I've done that before. You know, it's like, it's just one small step. You know, it's, it's the most important thing once you get into the unconscious mind, that is stronger, gets straight past the ego and the conscious mind have no power over the unconscious mind. And also, once you've convinced the unconscious mind that you're going to get something or that you already have it and you've got the vibration, once the unconscious mind thinks you already have it, it will rearrange, it will spot the disconnect and it will rearrange everything around you. It will even cause um, employers to look at your CV longer than everyone else's CV. It moves the furniture around and it suddenly puts ideas in your head that you didn't have before. Like, you know, say if you needed to make an extra $2,000, you'll suddenly have this business idea or you'll suddenly go and talk to someone yeah. who's looking for someone to do a particular job or something. Like it will cause you to, you know, when I was in the gym, I was like, Paul, I'm going to get a hot younger girl. And then suddenly I just walked straight up to this girl in the gym without even realizing why I was walking up to her and go, Hey, how are you? I, it was like, I was watching it on television. Yeah. You know, uh, it's funny. So from a spiritual standpoint, right? Like, um, uh, Napoleon Hill refers to that, like your subconscious mind as access to infinite intelligence, right? Like we're all, we, we're, all of our subconscious minds are connected to the same infinite intelligence, right? So that's why, once you get your subconscious mind believing in this stuff, other sub, other people on that same frequency subconsciously will be sending you ideas and stuff, right? That's for that's uh, some people are going to be like, that's total bullshit, right? Like uh, I think uh, Guy Gustafson like watching this going, that's bull spit. That's that's how what he says, bull spit. Um, <laughs> but but if you want to look at from like a psychological perspective. Right. If you can convince your subconscious mind of anything, your subconscious mind, whatever your subconscious mind believes is true, will make it true. So what you what it'll end up doing is making you hyper focused on certain things. You will get like your your subconscious mind's just constantly working. It's constantly working. You're not if like if you paid attention to everything your subconscious mind grinded through, you'd go insane. You know, so your subconscious mind will, will, if as soon as it believes it's true, it'll start working out ways to make things true. And that's where you get your epiphanies when you're in the, when you're in the shower and you're, you've got a clear head and stuff like that, and you get your best ideas. It's because your subconscious mind believes something's true and will try to figure out how to make it work. 
you know. So from a psychological perspective, that's how that would work. You know what I mean? From a, a Dr. Glover perspective, right? Because he, he came on the show and shit all over the law of attraction. But <laughs> I still love the man. Still love the man. But that's but he essentially says the same thing. If yeah. you're if your subconscious mind believes it to be true, it will guide you in ways it will start things will start standing out to you that you wouldn't normally perceive before, you know, and it's just, so, I mean, it it works that way too. If you want to look at it from a rational perspective. And also the reticular activation system, you know, once you've written your list of what you're looking to find, now you're focusing because your brain is seeing all kinds of shit all the time. It can't take in everything that you, that you see. It physically can't, which is why you're walking down a busy street and there's, there's signs and banners everywhere. Boom, McDonald's. Boom, Subway. Boom, Starbucks. But you didn't see that fucking sign saying, you know, genetically modified cows, did you? You didn't <laughs> fucking see that sign saying vegan tofu, did you? Because I don't fucking like that. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I, why would I see that? Because it's not something I do. But Subway, yeah, I've been to Subway a few times. Starbucks, yeah, I've been to, you know what I'm saying? Like, your brain's like instantly filters. Bam. Now, what if I told you? What if I told you to look around the room and think the color red? Now, as you do that, you're going to see that there's red in places you've never even looked before because your reticular activation system wasn't activating for it. Try that now. Right. Well, oh, I don't want I don't want to leave the dead air, but yeah, I found, no dead air. I found I found some red over here in my uh, my shellback certificate. Oh, and my Rimpac certificate. Oh, look yep. at that on the flag over there. Uh, yeah, it's great. Yeah, so that's, that's it. <laughs> oh, so, flag yeah. on my shirt. Wow, my God. Oh my god! It's almost like my phone. <laughs> it's like red in the little pillow in the back there. Uh, in oh, the background. little pillow, and then it's like someone here. Yeah, yeah, that. Here. <laughs> yeah, that 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 was a that's actually a great analogy there, Luke. Um, so we've talked about the three minds already, and how most of these techniques in the in the book that he talks about, and we're going to get to some of these here in a minute. Um, they're 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 really designed to bypass the ego. And he says, so the conscious mind, that's where willpower exists, right? Like if you know you need to lose weight and you know you need to stop eating donuts, your conscious mind being conscious is the thing that's going to say, whoa, 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 don't eat that donut. You're going to regret that later, right? Like that's your that's your conscious mind doing that. Um, your ego, like we've said before, wants everything to be status quo. So if you're if you like eating donuts, your, your ego is like, no, just keep eating. It's cool. It's cool. Like, <laughs> you know, we, we, this is what we've always done. This is comfort. This is comfort food, right? Don't change. We right. don't like change. And then the subconscious mind, and it says, you know, he says in the book, once it believes something, it will make it a reality. And we've said that too. Oh, yeah. You know, like when you go out and you go, I have a feeling something's going to go wrong today. I fucking told you something would go wrong. You know, it's like the the universe doesn't hear or the unconscious mind or whoever the fuck you're talking to right now, but it's a mixture of both doesn't hear. Don't go wrong. It just hears go wrong. Yep, it does. And it, it will find it. Whereas I've there have been days I said to you, Paul, I feel like something's going to go amazing today. And then I came back and I was like, it really fucking did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Now, this book, what I really thought was great about this book, right? Like the law of attraction, or I'm sorry, uh, the secret talks about this, right? Like that having the attitude of gratitude and, you know, everything comes down to feeling positive and stuff like that. But 
he says in this book, like really the, the key is gratitude, like having a, a general feeling of it, trying to always cultivate this feeling of gratitude is really the energy that you want to put out to make things truly manifest in your life. And now Bob Proctor, one of the things I I've, I've always, I've been a practice practitioner of for a while now is uh, goal cards. Right. And Bob Proctor says, I'm so happy and grateful now that, and then you list out what your goals are. And this guy basically says the same thing, but he says, you can, you can reword that however you want. You can say, I'm grateful for whatever. And, And it's so weird. Like I never thought about it before, but he's basically saying just like, forget all the other techniques, just practice the the attitude of gratitude. So even with that goal card, you need to just be grateful for whatever's on that card, you know, and that feeling is what's going to manifest that. So I reworded my, my goal card from saying, I'm so happy and grateful now that to just, I'm grateful for. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be whatever resonates with your language, with your way of thinking so that you can tune in. Sometimes the way they say it is perfect, but usually if you freestyle and you ditch the script, you'll find you have your own way of thinking, which when you say it, you feel a way stronger pulse of energy when it's done in your way of saying things. So that's, that's so important to let go of any right way. Now, now people, now people hearing this are going to say, Paul, saying I'm so happy and grateful now that, and then I'm grateful for it. It's the same thing. It's different though. It was different for me because I was looking at it as a separate practice, right? So on my calendar, I had like two, like I I have a, you know, pop-up calendars on my phone. I had uh, one in the morning and one in the evening to read my goal card and focus on the goal cards, like as a separate act. And then throughout the day, I would have uh, things that pop up saying, what are you grateful for? That where I would stop and just think of random things I was grateful for. So like I looked at those as two separate practices. This guy's saying, no, make this the one practice. Attitude of gratitude is your focusing on the goal card or your, your goal board or whatever, whatever method you want to use. It, but it's you just need to be feel grateful for whatever it is that you're focusing on. Yeah. And that that was what is the difference for me. And people might listen to this go, Paul is the same thing. Like, okay, in my mind, fuck it was it. hear my hugest greatest epiphany that made a a difference like that yeah like real life results difference the biggest bit for me was that now we always knew that happiness can't be tied to one thing right we knew that happiness has to come from within from within now and you have to be happy before you've got those things because when you get those things you know it's like for example here's here's the truth this cup, if I say I'm happy because I've got this cup yeah. and then I drop it and smash it one day, does that mean my life has no worth anymore? Does that mean I can't be happy anymore? That's not real happy. That that was just an attachment to an unhealthy attachment to this cup, right? Yeah, yeah right. Okay? We get that for happiness. It has to come from within and it has to be there before we get it. And so it can still be there afterwards, right? Yeah, this is the kicker. Everybody stop what you're doing. Turn off the fucking TV and listen. The same is true of abundance. Say what? Okay. So what? Okay. What? Because so many people, they'll do the right thing. Maybe they'll have a really good day where something will happen that makes them very happy. And in that moment, they will gather up some abundance with, say, with women. They'll get the girl that they want. 
And then when they've got that one, now they're in the abundance frequency, right? But they don't know how they did that. But now they're in the abundance frequency. <coughs> and while they have that girl, now all of a sudden they're attracting the next one and the next one and the next one and the next one, right? Suddenly they lose it all. Suddenly like they have a car crash or their mom gets ill or whatever. And suddenly their vibration has, they've lost, they lose the girl. For whatever reason, they lose that girl. Now they've lost all the other girls. Their abundance is now gone. And now they don't feel abundant anymore, right? Right. That wasn't real abundance. That was just an unhealthy attachment to this, right? Abundance comes first. Now, if I'm only feeling abundant while I've got this, that's not real abundance. That's an unhealthy attachment to a thing right. that can create a temporary abundance frequency. What if I told you, you can tap into the abundance frequency like that. And within half an hour, you'll be getting texts from beautiful women. I would say you're full of shit, Luke. No, no, go ahead. No, go yeah. on. <laughs> it's the same. Yeah. The abundance frequency has to come before you have anything. When you realize if you only feel abundance when you have stuff, that's not abundance. That's right. another unhealthy attachment. If you tap in the abundance frequency, because then say, you know, I've got the cup, lose the cup. That wasn't real abundance. Real abundance is there within you, no matter what. You know, those annoying fuckers who always get what they want. And even when they lose something or have a breakup within two weeks, they found another one. Yeah. I'm they, one of those guys. Well, yeah. <laughs> they've got, they've got the abundance frequency. It's yeah. a frequency. And if you don't have it without it, you can't have it with it. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's profound, Luke. Um, so, th so really, gratitude is the key, right? And I feel like, you know, being grateful that you have the cup uh, is a good feeling to have, but not right. And so, I think that's what what he gets to in the book. And then he's got <laughs> thirteen methods that he recommends to help practice this gratitude practice, right? And um, my favorite was the time-lapse me method. Now, before, before I read the book, you told me about it. And I was like, what? Like, that is a genius method. And I'll, and I'll just break it down for you because I, and I'll pull up my goal cards here. So what he basically says is, is in the time-lapse method is like you, you, you say you're grateful for various things, right? But you stack them in an order of things that you're, that are, you're grateful for having happened to you in the past things that you're grateful for that are happening right now. And then things that you want to happen, you need to be grateful for them, but say it in the present tense, because essentially what he's, he's doing is uh, he's like, it's, it's way easier to trick your ego by placing yourself in a state of feeling um, in the moment. And it, you can do that by, if you're, if you're grateful for something that happened to you in the past, like, you know what that feeling was like having that, you know, why you're grateful for that. So you're automatically like, oh man, I was grateful for that. You're in that state of being something that's happening to you currently. You are grateful for that. You know, you already have it. You know what that feels like. You're in that state of gratefulness. So when you throw in, you sprinkle in the thing that you want and you say it in the present tense, like, oh, I'm so grateful that I have 1 million downloads a month of my podcast, right? You're already in that, that feeling, that feeling frequency of, of gratitude, and you're putting that out there. And that's going to attract that to you. Yeah, because you've got the ball rolling in a direction. 
And right. you know, the emotional state doesn't change like that. It needs something big to change it. Yeah. So you're, it, it immediately puts you in that state of great, the, 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 actual, the state you need to be in to attract what you want. And I was like, that is genius. So I, uh, after Luke told me about it and then reading about it in the book, I, I, I immediately updated my goal card to sprinkle in things that have happened to me in the past because I used to just have things in the future that I wanted. And I sprinkled in things that are currently happening, things that have happened in the past and things that I want to happen. So when I read my goal card, I'm in that that the state I need to be in. Um, the second thing that he mentioned in the book uh, that I really liked, uh, I don't, I don't, I'm not currently practicing it because I, I don't think I need to, but he has the pennies to millions method Yeah. where like, let's say your goal is to attract more money into your life. Uh, like, like Luke was saying, it, 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 it's, he's got a mental block on saying, oh, well, I can make a uh, hundred thousand more pounds a year. Right. Uh, but it's easier to say 5,000 more pounds. Right. So in this, in the pennies to millions method, he says, when you want to attract more money into your life, sometimes thinking of large numbers, like I'm going to find a million dollars today. Sounds like an impossible task. Your ego's going to say that's bullshit. Right. But it's way easier for you to say, I'm going to find a penny today because you find pennies all over the place. Like you're, it, that's easy for your mind to believe. And he says, but when you put that out there, he goes, money to the universe is money. Whether it's a penny or a million dollars, that's money. So if you put out there, I'm going to find a penny today, you're putting out the, the, the frequency of attracting money. Yeah. 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 It doesn't discriminate. And this goes well into the raindrops. So, yeah. you know, um, you know, you know, when it's about to rain, when there's a storm coming, you get that first drop of rain. That one penny you had on the ground was the first raindrop. And the other day that when I was in the gym and I went and number closed that random 19 year old, that was the raindrop. Cause I said, Paul, I'm going to bring in this younger girl. And then what happened like three days after that? What did happen three days after? I made out with a 19 year old. That's right. Yeah. yeah. You were, you were uh, cold approaching. Yeah. Chicks on the street and you, you kissed her, like you kissed a chick, like after number closing her, I was like, you, yep. you sly son of a bitch. Yeah. 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 And then, uh, and then, and then the, and then the other day when I went out again, I had three of them while I was having some rap battle at the bus stop. So that's actually on all of that's caught on video and it's on my Instagram and it actually went viral on Instagram and it's Did like, it? you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it had 1,660 views or something in a couple of days. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it, it's all there for everybody to see. You know, my unconscious is now rearranging the furniture because, you know, I had this limiting belief about younger women and uni students that like, oh, the college students, they're not interested in guys like us. They just want to stick together. That's not true. Most of them identify as a horse. And so, you know, you go onto a college campus now, it's very, very PC and very, ooh, we respect each other. So actually guys like me, yeah, you kill it. Last <laughs> of the remaining men. Yeah. So actually, if you're bold enough and if you feel that you deserve it, and so there was my raindrops, and yeah. then you know, the rain is already coming in now. The storm is already starting. Like this is the beginning. Yeah. What? what speaking of the raindrops, one of the things he says in the book too is uh, being grateful when you start seeing the raindrops. Right. Like these are these are little signs that what you're uh, you're attracting is showing up. You know? Yeah. Cause 
there was a guy in the Benny's WhatsApp group who said, I think he was talking shit, but he said, I made out with 10 plus women on this night out. So first of all, no, you didn't. But secondly, (laughs) secondly, if he did, if he did, you know, he was saying, oh, but I only kissed and I couldn't get him to come home. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't say that. You can say, oh, I only made out. I didn't bring her home. Or you can say, I'm 32 and I made out with a 19 year old right in front of her friends. Like, fuck yeah. <laughs> like yes, come on! Like who does that? Right, right. Well, Luke does that. Exactly. Uh, this is that was the raindrop. I'm like, I was like hands in the air. Like I'm celebrating. You know, I wasn't like, oh, I didn't get laid. I was like, fuck yeah! You know, it's been years since I've done anything like that. You know, I mean, they've been thirty plus for the last couple of months. You know, right? Yeah, good work. Um, yeah, and th- that's sort of like. It's important too to have. Uh, it's not really covered in the book, but like having that detachment from outcome, you yeah. know. So like, oh, I didn't bring her back home. Well, it's because you had an attachment to bring yeah. her back home, and now you feel like shit about it. Where that's actually a success. Like you had a good date, you know. You had a good cold approach uh, experience, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. People get too too much in their heads with with that expectation of outcome, and if they realize that, they would have less pain <laughs> that's also that's also that's the thing see i was on receiving mode i was like i gratefully received the makeout whereas this guy's like oh no but i didn't get the smash it's like you're in the take mode i'm in the give mode i'm in the how many people can i put a smile you know how many people's days can i make mode like how can i give to everyone around me mm-hmm. i'm in the give and the gratitude whereas this guy uh, it was all about, I want this, I want that, I want this, I want... Typical young man. It's Typical a, young man. What can I get? It's a, it's also like a scarce mentality too, right? Like Yeah, yeah. I mean, the universe reflects back. When you give value, you always get it back like 10 times more. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you take from the universe, it's like, well, fuck you. I'm going to kill all your family and I'm going to take your job and I'm going to take your wife and I'm going to take your car as well. Thank you. You know, the guys who get all the luck, get the good luck, get all the good luck. The guys who get bad luck, get all the bad luck. You know, if you take from the universe, it will take from you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's what's interesting, though, about that is, I mean, the universe wants to give you stuff, though. It It, does. Yeah. But but you but you would like like attracts like. Right. If you're a giver, the universe wants to give you more. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's kind of like, oh, man, there's a, a Zig Ziglar. He's a. I think he's, I think he passed away, but he's like a world renowned, like sales expert. And he has like tons of books on sales and like one of his quotes, I'm going to totally butcher it here, but I'm going to try to paraphrase, I guess, is essentially like, if you spend your life, like giving people what, what they want or helping people to get what they want, like you'll get so much in return, you know, you'll get everything you want in life or something like that. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Luke, are you going to read this book again? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I'm gonna, I'm gonna read that one. It's gonna be one of my, one of my, the ones in the rotation that I keep cycling. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely adding this one to my reread list. It, it was that good. It, uh, I wouldn't say, it, I would say, um, if you are only going to ever read a Law of Attraction book this could possibly be the last law of attraction book you ever need. But uh, if you want to like, like, like if you 
read this. Maybe I should look at it like this. I always tell people like when it comes to red pill stuff to read rich Cooper's book first. Right. Mm-hmm. I, cause it's, it's easily digestible. It gives you actionable information, right? Like it gives you stuff that you can easily put into practice like tomorrow or, you know, or even today if you wanted to. Um, but like Rolo's book is the praxeology. Like it's the deep dive right mm-hmm. into red pill, um, like just understanding the sexual dynamics of women, right? It doesn't give you the the how tos. It's this is what it is, right? So I always recommend reading uh, Rich's book first, and then if you want to deep dive, read these books. Like read uh, Rolla's book. So I would say, if you just want to like start to tomorrow, have actionable information. This is a book you should read first, yeah. right? But if you want to deep dive there's some other books that you should probably read. It could very well be the 3% man of law of attraction. Because if you, if you think um, I haven't actually read unplugged alpha yet, but if you think about all the things that we take for granted, like, Oh yeah, of course you shouldn't be asking for a relationship on the second date. I didn't know that until I read 3% man, you know? Oh yeah. 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 Definitely. You should read uh, unplugged alpha. You would fucking love it. Um, So yeah, so so I'm I'm definitely adding this to my reread list. Uh, some other books though that I feel like uh, are also good in this is uh, Thought Vibration or The Law of Attraction in the Thought World by William Walter Atkinson. That one uh, I read over the summer is a great Law of Attraction book. It really goes into uh, depth on like your vibration, what the thought world is and stuff like that. I think it goes a little more in depth than this. Um, The science of getting rich is a good one, but a lot like this, it's more of a, uh, this is how you do it, right? It's like a, it it goes, it doesn't really explain why it all works. I mean, it sort of does, but it doesn't give you more of a, it's a very short read, I should say, right? It's a very concise just follow these steps and you'll get what you want. It's very much like this. Um, these are all books that came out like turn of the century too. Uh, the master key system. That one's the, that one's the rational male. <laughs> that one's the rational male of law of attraction. Like that one goes really in depth. And then uh, like I, I recommend think and grow rich by Napoleon Hill. Of course. Have you read any other law of attraction books? I read playing the matrix by Mike Dooley. Oh, okay. Uh, did you, did that you like one? that one? Yeah, yeah, it's good. It has a lot of techniques again. Uh, quite, quite a lot of the same ones. Um, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. Um, I, I don't know. I still prefer this one out of all of them. I mean, okay. I, 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 I remember I was on a bus. Um, you know, going from uh, I think it was Heathrow Airport, something like that, Luton Airport to Bristol, and I just wrote down exactly what I wanted exact an exact archetype of woman and then match them on him straight away and then um you know things sort of led quite spiraled quite quickly and so yeah. that believed me to that got me believing that his method was incredible but then when i tried to recreate that ugh, it fucking worked again didn't it fuck's sake <laughs> why did i stop yeah i think down i think lockdown i think lockdown killed my spark i think it did yeah lockdown really was hard on you man um 
But I mean, I think like lockdown in, in England was way more strict than it was where I was at. I, I, I'm really fortunate. I live out, I live out in the country. Uh, you know, it's, we're, we're sparsely populated. I don't know if you can hear my dog sneezing over there. Um, I did. <laughs> it's okay, baby girl. So yeah, it's, we're sparsely populated. It's, it's <laughs> largely a conservative area. So like, you know, the governor of Colorado will put out mandates, but no one follows them out here. We're like, fuck your mandates. And, you know, I mean, some people do, but that's the way it should be, right? It shouldn't be a mandate. It should be, um, if you want to wear a mask, you can wear a mask. If you want to get the jab, fine. But if you don't want to get any of that stuff, that should be fine too. You know, mm-hmm. um, do what's best for you and instead of the mandates. And so that's how we sort of live our lives out here. And yeah. even during the COVID lockdowns, like I was going out on dates and stuff because women were willing to break the rules and, you know, things were closed, but, you know, we found ways to, to meet up and um, yeah, the, that last lockdown for you, like a lot of women out there in England did not want to break the rules. They were like, no. no. Um, and Benny actually found a way to, to trip the system for me, but it oh. was hard. Benny had to really drill away at me and go, no, 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 that belief, get that belief out your head, go on, replace that belief with this belief, go on, this belief, Luke, not that belief. And and, I, and it worked, it did work. And once I had that reference point of people breaking rules for me, yeah. uh, I was able to get more people to break rules for me. But it was, no, in the beginning, it was very hard. And, and I didn't know how severe the virus was in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So, you know, part of me kind of believed it even though I did, you know, I, what, what I did was I had somebody um, who I managed to actually get them hooked before lockdown begun. Yeah. And I managed to get her to break the rules for me. Mm-hmm. Under very specific conditions. She did, you know, she had her sister living in the house and when her sister went to visit the parents, then she broke the rules. And at this point I was driving through the city center, right, right through the heart of the city and the roads were empty and there was just police cars patrolling back and forth. And I was going through like looking around my shoulder and it was like a zombie apocalypse. I was thinking, when is the zombie going to jump out from behind the bin and scratch my windshield? Yeah. Yeah. That's really scary. Zombie never came. I I remember that too. Like lock uh, when, when the original lockdown happened, like back in uh, March, 2020. And uh, man, it was funny. Like when they first put out the lockdown orders, was it February or March? It was March, I think. Um, anyway, when they first put out the, the the lockdown orders, that very next day was eerie as hell. You know, like everything, like everything was dead. Everything was quiet. Everyone really was like holed up in their house. And the police in Cedar Edge, Colorado, were like actually patrolling. I mean, they weren't telling people, you know, they couldn't be out or it, whatever. But it was just like, wow, this is fucking crazy you know and then like as time went on and you find out like okay okay some of this is bullshit you know <laughs> you know it's it's not quite as bad as everyone's making out uh then you know the, the you know it started becoming like more absurd you know with like with the the idea of like the lockdowns and the mandates and stuff like that but i digress um what uh there was one more thing that i was going to mention here but I can't think of it. Luke. Oh, yeah. that's what I was going to, I was going to mention. So the guy that wrote this book, Andrew Cap, he has a YouTube channel. Have you found it? I'm going to link to I, it. I'm going to link to I, it in the show notes. I'm on his Facebook friends list. So I need to look at his YouTube. You're not, are you, you're friends with him? I'm friends with him. Oh, you need to, 
I, I I followed him on Instagram, but I don't think he's on Instagram that much. No, no, he he posts on Facebook and yeah, YouTube. I think I've had a quick look at it. Okay, yeah, he, he <coughs> uh, his YouTube channel's good. He he very he he pretty much just has the YouTube channel to promote the book, which is understandable. Uh, but he he goes into more of these types of methods on his YouTube channel, and he'll come up with like new methods all the time. Like he's he does come up with some creative ideas on how to visualize and be grateful. And one of the things, uh, one of his most recent ones he did was on, um, he, what did he call it? He called it like the, the, the football stadium method. Like he, he, he has different names for all these and he calls them the blah, blah, blah method, you know? So he has the football stadium method on YouTube. And it was, uh, the idea that when he, he sold, like, I think he, he sold, uh, 80, 80 million copies of his book. Right. And he goes, no, no, not 80 million. He sold 80,000 copies of his book. And he goes, someone put it into perspective that that would fill a football stadium for me. And he goes, Oh my gosh, I I never thought about that. And he goes, so here's an idea that you could do. Like imagine yourself being in the center of a a football stadium, you know, with 80,000 people, right? Like, or if you want 80, you know, like, you know, like I'm a podcast host, right? I want 80,000 downloads in a, in a month or something, right? He's like, imagine yourself being in the center of a football field with 80,000 people listening to you talk, yeah. you know, that kind of, you know, imagery in your mind is what attracts that type of stuff, you know? Shit, you've had a million, was it 2 million views? Uh, oh, on TikTok. Yeah, I've had I've had two million views, over two million views now on TikTok. Ooh, and that's on my that's on my new account. That doesn't even account my the the account that got banned. So whoa. Yeah. Damn, son. Kind of a big deal, bro. Kind of a big People deal. know me. People know <laughs> me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, um, Luke. Yeah. I think I think that pretty much does it. Uh so the book is the book is the last law of attraction book you'll ever need by Andrew Cap. I'll link to that in the uh, description. Uh, I highly recommend it. Luke clearly uh, recommends it. Yeah. Where can people find you online, Luke? Uh, where can people find me? Um, should we give them uh, give them my Instagram? We'll go with my Instagram, which is going to be Luke. And then it's going to be underscore. Okay. And then Aleward. All right. Uh, Give him my name. Fuck it. Let's go. Let's, let's do, do it. it. Let's do it. We know who Luke is anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Most of the people that watch us. So yeah. So follow, follow Luke on Instagram. We'll, we'll uh, post a link to that in the description. Yeah. Luke, always great. Always good to have you on brother. Thank you. Yeah. It's always a pleasure to be on the Luke and Paul show. That's right. Well, I mean, it's, it's the Luke and Paul show. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that oh. the name of the, the name of it on TikTok? Isn't that what we're called? Yes, that's 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 the way everyone knows us by. Oh, I see. I see. I thought so. <laughs> I, I, I thought I heard something about come on. No, 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 no. It was Luke and Paul. <laughs> Luke and Paul show. Yeah, All right, brother, man. We'll we'll talk to you talk later. In a bit, Luke. Always great to talk to you, brother. You know that. That's why I like calling it the Luke and Paul show when you come on. Uh, for you guys that are not aware of this, uh, by the time. I recorded this, the intro and the outro part <laughs> of this. Uh, Luke and I also worked it out with our our other three percent brother from England, 
Uh, Professor Sanderson, who was on the podcast last year, like earlier in the year. And uh, we're going to be talking about frame when those two guys come back on and how to maintain a strong masculine frame. Professor Sanderson, if you guys didn't know, uh, I mean, the guys in the 3% man group that I'm still a part of, they know what what he's all about. And uh, his his content when he he posts it in the group is phenomenal. So I think some of you guys that have, are following me from TikTok or just started following me after, you know, I had some bigger names on like Rollo and, and uh, you know, Aaron Clary and, and Dr. Robert Glover. You guys are really going to like what Lewis has to say. Lewis is a really smart dude and uh, you'll learn a lot from it. So if you struggle in the whole idea of maintaining a strong masculine frame, stay tuned because that episode's going to be fucking epic. All right, guys, that's all I have this week. We'll see you next Monday. This has been the Come On Man podcast. New full episodes served hot every Monday morning on your favorite podcast platform of choice. So subscribe now. Follow Paul on social media. The links are in the description. Now, go out and get it.